Well, good morning, good day, good evening, whenever you are joining me. Uh, my name is Jill. These are Jill's Journals Out Loud, and this is a personal update, and it is also a message for those of you who have and are paid subscribers. So, we're just going to take a deep breath. Uh, I'm recording this on Saturday morning, March 18th, 2023. I have no idea when I'll be able to get it uploaded, but... I wanted to just take a moment to do this because one, it's early in the morning and there's actually peace inside uh, and enough wood in the fire that I think I can get this out without having to deal with what's going on inside the trailer. So uh, I have been, uh, you know, since I've been back from Yuma and my escape uh, from the cold, uh, I have been uh, pretty much just in survival mode, uh, and while things did warm up and dry, we're in another uh, snow, rain, cold, mud cycle, and so uh, I am back into uh, kind of hardcore survival mode, uh, and what that means for those of you who are new or aren't familiar with that is that it takes me a lot of time to just get the basics done on a daily basis, and because uh, it's cold, I need fire, and because uh, I don't have any firewood, I'm having to process it, and I, you know, physically can't do more than just one or two days at a time. And so it is uh, becoming very time-consuming, so uh, that is affecting, you know, everything in terms of how I, much I can get done that's not survival-related, uh, which is including, you know, any kind of online work uh, coupled by the fact when the weather is bad, I can't get an internet signal and it's too muddy or snowing or raining. I can't, you know, wander around outside looking for a signal to connect and I can't drive anywhere to get a signal to connect. And uh, and I've been spending a ridiculous amount of time trying to get a signal and then waiting, waiting, you know, for the hour for the damn thing to upload. So uh, I sat down and I really wanted to figure out why I was getting so upset about this. And it's because what's very important to me is my integrity and keeping my word. And, you know, in my mind, I have committed to Monday, Wednesday, Friday, creating podcasts. And I can't do that right now. And And it isn't, you know, that I think my content is awesome and you need to hear it. What's upsetting for me is I can't. I don't, I feel out of integrity because I feel like I've made a commitment that I can't keep because of all the other stuff that's going on. And there's nothing I can do about it because I do not have the power to tell the sun it needs to, you know, work a little harder and a little faster <laughs> to move us into a, a warmer, drier moment where I can actually get a few things done. So uh, with that, uh, in addition to some other issues that have come up uh, around the business component of running this thing off of Substack, uh, I have been, uh, you know, sort of made highly aware that uh, I am vulnerable uh, to some of the issues around Substack. You know, they're new. They keep making changes. I can't be online long enough to keep up with all this stuff. And one of my commitments for 2023 was for me to get out of this mode of, you know, just one lurching, you know, from one month to the next, hoping that everything will be okay. Uh, and to run like a real business. And so it came to my awareness that I am not running like a real business. I am uh, creating 
uh, a way of being online, which I am extremely vulnerable with just one click uh, of losing my capacity to even get payment processed online or uh, be able to uh, function like a real business and the things and the risks that come with that. I just don't have any margin. You know, I'm not set up. Uh, you know, I made these decisions when I lost everything to no, to never carry debt uh, and to not use credit. I haven't had a credit card. I have a debit card, but I haven't had a credit card for 12 13, 14 years, because if I can't afford it, I don't buy it. But I also don't uh, have any, there's no, it's it's lean, you know, I just wait until I can get what I need. I don't have the ability to have a cushion. Uh, and what cushion I did have, I spent this winter. Uh, and, you know, for my personal stuff, I keep enough money to get back to California because, you know, my parents are getting extremely frail. Uh, but other than that, you know, I am like on the edge right now, uh, which also I need to move. And, you know, just to make it more fun and exciting, we're on the cusp of, a, of what looks like a bank economic collapse, whether it will be today or a year from now, you know, there's lots of speculation, but uh, looking at my bank, I don't see the one I use to process, you know, to get the money from the processors. I don't see how they're going to stay solvent because all their money is tied up in cars and credit cards, which will be, you know, collapsing here. So, uh, so I feel very tenuous about this whole economic financial situation out there and with myself. And uh, so I have paused all the paid subscription processes. So what that means for those of you who are either annual subscribers or week-to-week -week subscribers, you're no longer being charged. And uh, if and when I choose to re-engage that, then that will pick up on that one-year process. Uh, I'm going to still produce content, but... I don't feel comfortable uh, running it uh, through the paid stuff right now because uh, I can't get it done in a way that makes me comfortable. I'm unhappy with the quality. Uh, you know, nothing is working. Uh, you know, I can't get online. It's like on and on and on and on. And, uh, you know, between those frustrations and the survival frustrations, because, you know, that wasn't enough. Uh, in addition to all that, we have a new member to the family. I haven't taken a picture of them yet because I haven't taken a picture of them yet. But uh, I don't know if any of you remember all this last year when I uh, started off with the white dog. Uh, the first white dog I got was going to name Storm. It was a boy. Uh, but then uh, rumor had it that there was a sister and Storm had gone to stay with somebody else. Uh, I had brought him back. I really wanted a girl dog, so someone else had the boy dog. So I took the girl dog, and that was Haven, and you saw me introduce her. Well, uh, when I came back, you know, I was very excited for her to play with her brother, who's now named Falcor, who's going to be renamed here in a minute. And I found out, because uh, she hasn't had anybody to play with for the last few months. And so, uh, you know, I found out that he has was no longer living where he was, that he was uh, in a safe situation, but he needed a new home. And, uh, you know, when I first met 
these dogs, you know, my thought was the two of them needed to be together because if something ever happened to me, they would have each other. But, you know, I had freedom and I couldn't do three dogs. And at one point, you know, I had brought him in and I'm like, I still can't do two dogs. It's just the space is too tiny. But uh, it's like a member of the family, right? What do you do? You can't say no. And so while I need a second dog, like a hole in the damn head, uh, we have a new member to our family. Uh, I think I'm going to name him Redford uh, in honor of Robert Redford because uh, I was uh, trying to think of, you know, the names have to have meaning for me. And uh, because Haven represents the feminine for me, my mother and my grandmother, I wanted to have a name that still sounded enough like Falcor because I can say Red Four, you know, moving him into. Uh, a new name. It's like his sixth name, poor baby. And he really isn't the storm. He's the calmest one. I am the storm. <laughs> storm. I liked Haven and Storm, but uh, he is very calm. Uh, she is the nightmare. She is the white terror. And I am the storm. So uh, Robert Redford has played some of my favorite male characters in my favorite movies. Uh, I just rewatched Out of Africa, Jeremiah Johnson, uh, The Way We Were. Uh, I just, you know, I don't know about him as a person, but I like some of his movie characters so much. And so uh, I think we're going with Haven and Redford, but let's just say we're in this little tiny, because of the bad weather, we've been inside most of this uh, last week, and we're in this little tiny six by six platform that's only like, you know, three and a half, four feet tall. So it's like all three of us are trapped inside a tiny crate. And uh, let's just say, <laughs> Uh, when you got two puppies and a grumpy old woman, it is not a good combination. Uh, what's been fascinating to me, you know, I never had children, but uh, my last dog, Freedom, was, you know, hyper alert to me all the time, you know, just terrified he was going to, you know, do something wrong. And uh, this the new dog, hey, Redford, is the same way. He's hyper alert. The first day, if I even... Uh, said no, he would run off the platform and to the back of the trailer. And because uh, he was so nervous and he's so hyper alert and focused on me. But what's fascinating to me is the contrast with Haven. And it makes me wonder what it would be like as a child to grow up in a home where you didn't have fear, like you weren't on hyper alert because she is completely oblivious. Uh, that she's not fabulous all the time. And she just, you know, she looks at me if I, you know, say no or no really loud. But she doesn't have like an emotional meltdown about it where he has kind of, you know, an emotional meltdown because he's, uh, he's nervous because he's gotten moved around a lot. And so I, uh, I thought that was so interesting because, you know, I'm like him. You know, I grew up hyper alert. Uh, part of the, you know, the wired for danger person is being wired to be hyper alert, but it becomes that nature nurture thing. You know, how much of that was uh, exponentially increased because the necessity of your childhood demanded that you be highly attuned to your environment and to the people in it at all times to stay safe. And, uh, you know, a lot of military come back uh, with this excessive hypervigilance. Uh, you know, abuse victims have hypervigilance. And 
but that's the same trait you need as a scout or somebody who is uh, keeping the protector mentality. You have to be hypervigilant. It's very difficult to turn that off. It's very difficult to relax you know, when you clock out and go home from work or when you come back from a war zone. And so it's interesting to watch him as we, you know, because we do the same thing every day because I am a creature of routine for everybody's sake. So it's interesting to watch him relax a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Uh, But it just was fascinating to me to watch the difference between her confidence that she can do no wrong and that she's always safe because she hasn't had anything bad happen to her, you know, in terms of me doing anything to her versus him who's still, you know, in fear because he doesn't have that uh, built-in confidence because he's had, uh, you know, been uncertainty. He keeps, you know, he's been moved around. He's got very different uh, you know, the people who've, who've been responsible for him, we all have wildly different dog management styles. And so, uh, you know, what I do is completely different, you know, than other things he's experienced. Although let's just say he's a lot more eager to please than she is. <laughs> she is just the worst. She just takes his toys and, you know, it's like, anyways, it's hilarious, but it's difficult in a tiny space. So that's just kind of exacerbated everything this last week, uh, trying to navigate, you know, doing this online stuff and day-to-day survival and not losing my mind and uh, coupled with the fact that there's a lot of really scary things going on out in the world. And so, uh, so as I said, you know, my goal right now is to still produce content, but I have got to figure out how to do it in this setting that has Uh, so many limitations, I don't even know what to do about it right now, because I can't make the ground dry, you know, I can't make the signal increase, there's just too many things I can't do, I can't run up and down the hill every week, because it costs me a lot of money to drive to town, Uh, I was going to focus on moving to town, and I just found out that the area I wanted to move in has become a prison town. I don't know how I can be here a year and not know this, but there's like three seriously scary prisons down there. And so I'm thinking, well, that's not a good idea to move into that where if the electricity goes out, the doors open. And now I've got what, eight or nine, 10,000 men and women running around down there just out of prison. So uh, I'm having to kind of re- <laughs> make some new choices, I think. I don't feel like that's a good decision to maybe move into that environment down there. So that's kind of, uh, you know, where I'm at. Uh, you know, I'm having some uh, personal things go on with me and my own thinking and, and strategies and things like that. And uh, and it isn't stuff, you know, that needs to be shared here because it's not relative. But I just wanted to give you an update why things are getting kind of inconsistent. And I am so uncomfortable with not keeping my word. Uh, and I'm upset with myself for not uh, realizing that I was vulnerable in a way financially I didn't realize I was, uh, that I need to take a step back and regroup. And so I feel like if we are pausing the payment process, 
uh, I can feel comfortable if I can't get three podcasts up a week right now. Uh, I also wanted to do an update. Uh, some of you have tried this option of sharing gift subscriptions. And so uh, I love that you have uh, believe in this and want to share it that way. Uh, I just wanted to let you know, though, it doesn't have a very good track to it. Uh, and I think, you know, if people don't like the free stuff, they're really going to not like the paid stuff. So uh, I think the best way to share anybody's any content at any time is always word of mouth. Uh, but I think what's most powerful is when you share it from a perspective of why it's benefited you. And then if that person is interested in the same thing, then they might be interested in this content. Because this is a very specific thing I'm talking about, this Wired for Danger thing. And what I've noticed, you know, when I was in Yuma and, you know, talking to a few people about it, uh, you know, in other places, kind of traveling around in California, things like that, most people aren't interested, even when I knew they were a Wired for Danger person. And I think it's like anything, we're not really interested in something until it's important to us because our discomfort, whether it's loss or suffering or fear or anxiety or depression, whatever it is, we're not, we don't, we're not interested in things until the discomfort of it is really great. And I'm thinking about a, uh, when I was in California, which is just as a side note, where I live, I lived in Crestline, California for 10 years, and they are one of the California towns that are you know, eight feet plus snow, uh, just in really, really bad shape. So I am, you know, super grateful I am not there anymore. But uh, next door to me lived uh, a young guy, his mom, a young guy, and he got his girlfriend pregnant at 15. And so I think when he was just 20, they already had three kids. He was in the military. Uh, and he was... I don't know if he was a sociopath or a psychopath, but he was extremely dangerous and very violent. And, um, you know, his mom was afraid of him. He was abusive with the children. He was abusive with his wife. And I remember talking to her and giving her, you know, I talked to him, you know, and I talked to her and uh, giving her, you know, a couple different ways to look at it. And the one that she was, you know, different books, and the one that she was most interested in was the one that was the least important because she didn't want to look at the reality of what was happening to her and her children. And uh, I think that that's just true. You know, it's, it's one thing to understand who we are, uh, and it's another thing to want to do anything about it. And uh, what I'm noticing in talking to people is they are understanding the idea that I'm trying to share, but they don't have any interest in it as a way to look at their own life. And I think that's true for all of us, you know, whether we're an addict, whether we are, uh, you know, for me right now, financially, you know, I don't want to look at it. I haven't done what I need to do to be responsible because I don't want to deal a bit with it because I don't like it. Uh, you know, when I lost everything, I completely went from, you know, being an 830 credit score. You know, I, I was perfect financially. You know, I, 
I used to say, you know, everything else is falling apart, but I have really good credit and to losing everything saying, you know, I'm never going to carry debt again. I'm never going to use credit if I can't pay for it. You know, I want to use cash. And there's a price to operating that way. Also, things cost more. There's a lot more limitation. uh, And it's extremely difficult to run a life and a business without ever using uh, credit and debt uh, to get yourself forward. So, you know, when I was looking at this the other day, it really occurred to me that, you know, I can't function like a business because I can't do basic things. And so, you know, I, for better or for worse, you know, I knee-jerked from being fully in the system to being fully out of the system Uh, The problem with that is that I have put myself in a position where I can survive, but I'm not functioning like a real business model. And uh, I, you know, probably need to get some coaching or some education around how to deal with this because it's not my area of expertise. I don't like doing administrative stuff. You know, that's not who I am. That's my weakness. But it's a real thing and I can't move forward until I address it. So none of us, you know, I don't listen to business podcasts anymore because I don't care about that stuff. But I am there. I need to care. And that's the truth about the Wired for Danger. We're, when we're not there, we don't care. If we're just moving along and everything seems normal, we're not interested. But, you know, the minute things become too uncomfortable, then we're willing to look. And that becomes the problem, you know, with trying to share information that you on the outside can see somebody might benefit from. But, you know, like the little uh, couple next door, they were in desperate need. I mean, they're, you know, the children are suffering, everybody's suffering, but nobody's ready to look at it yet. There was still, you know, the fantasy, oh, if he would just change, everything would be okay, right? So, and he's never going to change because he was not capable of that. And he was scary. Who knows? He's probably in jail now. So uh, I... Just wanted to give you this as an update. Uh, I love, uh, I feel like I'm finally finding my voice with this Wired for Danger stuff. Uh, You know, at the heart of all of it, you know, my mission is to love and support those of us who are Wired for Danger. But that doesn't mean anybody else is interested in learning about it. You know, in more than just the few of you who have been super awesome and invested. And so, uh, as always, you know, I'm extremely grateful and uh, I know several people have asked me about P.O. boxes and I, you know, I was going to get one in grants, but now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know how to move there if it's, I can't think of anything worse than all the, the electronic electricity going out <laughs> and like the prisons unloading into this little valley. So uh, I am having to sort of rethink that as an option. And uh, there's just a lot of stuff happening inside the trailer with me with the dogs uh, with the weather with the day-to-dayness of all of this that uh, I'm just experiencing way too much frustration in the limitations that I've created for myself in this moment of time and so uh, I am going to take that pressure off by not charging you while I thrash around Uh, and if you have an annual subscription you know that will be added on uh, when we pick back up here so still going to produce content. I just need to find a way to do it that is uh, something I'm happy with. You know, these 
little recordings right now are on my little cheap mic on the phone. And yes, it's easy, but I can't even get the phone to upload uh, through the data right now. And I had been able to do this all winter, and so I can't do it anymore uh, without a lot of waving my arm around out in the field, uh, which I can't do, you know, when it's raining and snowing. So I just wanted to tell you kind of what's going on. Uh, we're going to keep our fingers crossed that whatever's going on out in the world will hopefully kind of do it slowly and not quickly because it looks like we are in motion with the financial collapse. Uh, and, you know, that's scary. Uh, and, uh, you know, one of the podcasts I didn't wasn't able to post was really this idea that, uh, you know, with that information is something that we're going to stop paying for. And when you're no longer investing in the information you want, then you only get what you think is free. And information isn't free. It's not free for me. It's not free for you. And uh, it's highly subsidized uh, when it comes to propaganda. And so this whole movement that's been uh, allowed to come forth in the last years because of the internet started off as accessible, you know, for people like me with no money, uh, it's that door is closing and it's clamping down. And, uh, you know, my fear is we're moving into a period of time where we are no longer going to be able to get the kind of information we need to move forward because, uh, you know, the, of the, the contraction of energy and money uh, and the ability to get information out because information isn't free, but you know, when things are tight, food and shelter become number one. Safety becomes number one. Information gets tossed to the side. And, you know, that's something I knew that was a problem with my business model. And uh, I hoped I had hoped I'd have more time uh, to address that. But uh, I don't know how I, I'm, these are all the things I'm thinking about, because this is a terrible business model in a time of financial contraction. So we're just going to take a deep breath. Uh, I'm going to say thank you to all of you who have been so financially supportive with your and great emails and great comments and encouragement and all these positive things that you guys do for me. I just am deeply, deeply appreciative. And uh, I am just been too frustrated that I can't do what I said I was going to do. So putting everything on hold, I'm going to, you know, we're getting... The inside of the trailer settled with the new family member here. Uh, the outside settled, you know, once it finally dries up long enough, I could get out of here even if I had a place to go. Uh, and restructure uh, how I physically work because uh, right now, you know, the microphones aren't working. I can't, you know, get a signal. It's just kind of on and on and on. So I don't know if it's like a sign that I need. <laughs> I need to let this go or what's happening, but uh, I'm too frustrated right now to be uh, spending this much time aggravated because of, I can't live up to my own uh, commitments. And that's very upsetting for me. So I am uh, pulling back the finances until I can get settled in my own mind and my own structures 
uh, to produce on a regular basis again. So with that, I hope you have a great weekend. I hope that we do not have anything terrible happen. And more importantly, I hope this damn thing uploads uh, at least in the next few days. I have a couple dry days before the snow comes back. All right. Deep breath. Here we go. <laughs> it's just another fabulous day here in our crazy, crazy world of uncertainty. <sighs> okay. See you next time.